0: Sim Sarna. Hi Anna. Guess what? It's my hiatus week.
1: And you're still here in your dressing room on your hiatus week. You just love it here so much you don't want to leave.
0: We're doing um, reshoots of our opening credits. Why? I don't know. I I think there was too
1: much me. Oh man, that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) Overexposure. Overexposure. I understand it. (laughs) We have a lot of stuff to get to. We have some feedback. I do want to quickly plug Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. It's become a hit podcast. I'm so happy that people are discovering Michael and his podcast Inside of You. There is a link on our episode description if you want to subscribe for free. Right now, he has Topher Grace and he has Dax Shepard on the podcast. So, you know, different interviews than the Anna Faris interviews. Very different.
0: Is he liking the process? He's
1: loving it so much. I mean, they all are. Dax is loving it. It's just really, really cool. I think really, really actors cool.
0: like to talk about themselves. I, I guess so. I guess so. Click on Michael's... No, no, yeah, no. Wait, what, inside what was, of you. Inside, inside of you. Inside of you. Inside of you. Yeah, yeah just subscribe for ugh. free. Uh, also... I feel like you... Ugh. What happened? I don't know. I just had this image of you like being inside my brain, and then it went to a creepier place. Anyway, sorry. Go on. I don't Listen, know. Why should, I, should I be
1: offended? I don't no, know how no, to take that. No, you no. just said,
0: ew, no, default, I just, all of that. I don't know. No, no, no. Don't be offended. You know, I adore you. Yes, I think yes. you're very handsome.
1: One more housekeeping note. Our USC class, we have actually opened up three more spots. So if any of you go to USC this fall, there's three more spots available in our class and uh, it's called Creating the Hit Podcast. we have getting, getting some amazing guests this year. Anna, you are an incredible professor. Fuck you, well, it's, it, you terrible. are you are
0: I would just show up and like make lame jokes. Listen to
1: me, you come from a long lineage of professors, right? Yes, your father is a professor, your grandfather is a professor, your brother is a professor, and now you are a professor <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love we it. Know. So three spots available. If you go to USC, please, we'd love to see you. And it's open to all majors and including grad students as well. So three spots are open. Thank yes, you. please
0: come join us.
1: So Ana, some feedback from last week's episode with Camilla. And you remember Haley, we talked to Haley. It was really loud. It basically, the subject was when the guy you like won't text you back. So Haley really enjoys this guy's company, but the catch is he takes about three weeks to respond each time. And then you advised not to reach out, saying it only hurt Haley to push the subject and find out what he's hiding. I agreed with you. I said that he might be texting somebody else. And then Camilla disagreed. She said that Rachel should reach out in order to understand what's been happening. She also said that she's been in the same situation and confrontation has actually helped her move forward. And then you ended the advice with that if this guy is really interested, he would reach out and apologize for being MIA on text. And uh, this guy also, this is related to the feedback. He's in the army. We never touched on that, but it's very interesting because we got feedback from Kalen. And Kalen wrote, first off, love y'all. You get me through working from home. Anna, Just Friends is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Yes, it is a Christmas movie. And I <laughs> tell people they can fight me if they want to argue about it. <laughs> I, too, agree that the eyes are the nipples of the face. I don't even remember that line. That's hilarious. Sim, so excited for you to join the coolest hood around, Parenthood. Thank you so much. I'm also very excited. So, as a United States Marine Corps spouse, I 100% was distracted by the fact that he is in the army. I think that's very true. It was something no one touched on. I don't want to give the guy an excuse if he's a jerk or just shady. Believe me, military guys are just as shady as non-military ones. But a three-week gap between communication is 100% normal when you're dating a military man. Military life... Isn't always the sweet homecomings and the hot uniforms you see on Facebook. Although sun's out, guns out season is the reason I have a child. Ooh, uh, what is sun's out, guns out season? I it don't sounds know. It's pretty sexy, though. It does. It's a lot of waiting and a lot of time alone and raising children and pets alone. Michael My Sherman hus-
0: just said summer. Sorry.
1: What did Michael I say? Mean
0: I'm sorry. I don't mean. I try to not interrupt you, but then I get chatty well, I brain. I want to know. I want to know what sun's I don't, out I don't guns know. Out I don't know either.
1: My husband has been deployed slash training slash away from us for more than 14 of the last 18 months. We've been lucky that he can communicate with us daily on his current deployment, but on his last one, their phone access was terrible. During his last deployment of seven months, we had a total of five phone calls, five in seven months. My unqualified military spouse advice is to ask him if his absence is military related. He may not be able to give you details due to his position, so don't be upset if he can't tell you. Loose lips sink ships are more than just Taylor Swift lyrics.
0: Loose lips sink ships. Loose lips sink sink ships. ships. How
1: does Taylor Swift do it, I need to do more red leather, yellow leather. If it is military-related, Haley, you need to decide if you're okay with the life of dating a man that unfortunately can't put you first. They don't join the military to not give their all for their country. Dating a military man is hard, and not everyone is cut out to do it. Look inside yourself and decide if you're ready. If it isn't military-related, I agree with Anna and Cammie. Move on.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? That's a great point, though.
1: I had no idea. That I never it's thought about like,
0: that. I mean, because we're in a profession where we have to spend time away from people we're in relationships from. And it is incredibly difficult. But I do also think—I don't know if you know this about me, Sim—when I was in high school— even before like call waiting happened, you know, it was like you like phones. There was a guy that I was so hoping would call me um, every night that I would leave the phone off the hook because I would be too devastated if so sad. (laughs) No, it's not sad. It was just like my way of, protecting myself
1: no I know I because I, I, I knew I think I understand way. in my
0: gut that he wasn't going to call God,
1: you and I have such we have issues because I would do the same thing <laughs> but listen Haley emailed us and she got an update she oh okay great. Us what, oh, great, what happened. Great. quick update she said hi guys thanks for all your advice to be honest I couldn't hear any advice on the actual phone call because of the noise which I'm sorry about Comic-Con oh no was really I'm tough. sorry but I actually did text him to see what was going on and it actually went really well I hate that I went against your advice because I didn't hear it we had a good Sorry. <laughs> We had a good conversation and honestly I'm just done trying. The ball is in his court and I'll be here if he wants to talk, but I've realized I deserve more and deserve someone who wants to talk to me nonstop. So thank you guys. Even though I heard your advice after I took action, it still helped me a lot in putting it all together. Thanks, Sim, Anna, and Cammy. I will be emailing in the future for more relationship questions. Love oh, you guys. Please
0: do. I love you too, and thank you for the update. And good for you for protecting your heart.
2: Yeah
1: Yeah I haven't said that In a little while That's an old school Anna saying Yeah Protect your heart Protect yeah. your heart you yeah. Kids uh, <laughs> Alright well We're gonna You're not so Anna, to your uh, listeners okay. You're
0: very valued Adults I think
1: <laughs> <laughs> They are adults But I love you <laughs> Perfect And now let's get To Bo Burnham The movie's awesome yeah. I saw it this morning and blown away. It, for me, it felt like when I watched Quentin Tarantino's first movie, Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie, it was, it was one of those because it had a specific style. Yeah. And I know, Michael, you talked about the music. I completely, completely... That's very
3: nice. I've been told I look like a young Quentin Tarantino, which is a tough compliment. It's my bone structure.
0: You're very handsome.
3: <laughs> oh. Maybe he was back in the 90s. Maybe. <laughs>
0: Um, hey, thanks so much, though, truly.
3: I'm happy to be here, Anna. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, so a couple of things. Well, more than a couple of things. Sure. So you've been on this press circuit, right? Mm. Um, how do you feel about going on talk shows? Because you're really good at them.
3: Oh, that's nice. It's tough. I've, like, it's been hard because I've <laughs> I publicly bashed talk shows before I actually went on them um, in my stand-up life. So, but I never claim not to be a hypocrite. Uh, it's nice, you know. I really like. I like Jimmy Kimmel a lot, which I was on. Yeah, he's great. He's not one of the. There's a lot of lizard people out there, and he doesn't appear to be a lizard person, from what I can tell.
0: Back in the day, when I when I started doing, I'm uh, I I I'm really bad at talk shows. Yeah. I do this weird, like heightened version of myself, and I get really awkward and fidgety. And usually, I'm wearing a short skirt, Mm. and then I get really nervous about that. And then you see yourself on those monitors, and.
3: Anyway, and it looks so different up close than it Mm -hmm. does on camera. That's what people don't understand is that, like, the people look like they're made of marzipan. Like, they're all all strange (laughs) looking like everyone has really thick makeup. And it's like they make it look slightly natural. On camera, but it is the least natural conversation uh, to. Oh, oh my god! Possibly, and it's have. like
0: you're standing right before you you go out, and there's some nervous stage manager like, <laughs> "Okay, you're gonna walk to the left, mm. and then like whatever." And
3: camel's and the one where you like stand in like a, yeah a the toll little, booth like, thing, on, and then the on, walk. Yes. yes, and it's
0: terrifying. You're you're there by yourself for like what feels like I don't know an hour. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and then the setup for like whatever story you're supposed to tell Mm. which is like i don't think this is going to land
3: yeah it's like so jungle you you ever been in the jungle gym and it's like well actually (laughs) 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 desperately trying to make this thing look casual but it's all right you know it's like i think i had to just like kind of get over it in my own mind and be like you know this appearance is only this important to me and everyone else is just like happy to be at a taping
0: do you have does your family watch this stuff yeah and do they are they like really positive like you did great bo
3: Yeah but it's a little too much like my mother and my father should take me off their Google alerts oh. and like <laughs> stop like alerting me to everything oh, Yes um like I could Can you tell my parents to yeah, do this? Yeah,
2: well? yeah, yeah yeah it's
3: like <laughs> But uh yeah it's it's strange it's uh yeah it's a strange world It's weird cuz it feels like for some people it feels like it's what they do. And like the, the movies they do are just the weird things they do to have an excuse to go on talk shows and tell like funny, weird, silly stories. Uh, it's strange. I don't know. There's a lot of them.
0: The backstage anxiety just, mm. I just can't, I, I, cause I feel like I'm playing a version of myself mm. Mm. that I don't like very much.
3: Do you, what, what is the version? Is it the version you think people like I laugh too much mm. okay, at yeah. stupid
0: things? Like, I don't quite land the story, which sometimes mm. is made up. But I do think that earlier when um, when I first started doing talk shows, it was like the days of Letterman and Leno. Yeah. And they, there was, I, I think there's less of a culture of trying to throw the guest under the bus now. Right. Whereas before, or maybe I was just really easy to throw under the bus. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: like, oh, you're a ding dong.
3: Because it feels like Letterman was that, though. That felt like his whole gig was to, like, undercut the thing.
0: Yeah. The second time I did Letterman, he said my name was Anna Paris. And yeah. so I walk out, and I'm already terrified. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... It didn't go well.
3: Well, it's so weird when people watch it and like, and they comment like they either think you're stoned or on coke. Like that's what they think you are. And it's like you try,
2: yeah, like good,
3: like you try to be on this thing. If you're engaged, you're on cocaine, and if you're at all relaxed, you're stoned. And it's like, it's just like it's impossible to look natural in this thing. And it's not until you do like a endless press tour where you realize like. Oh, yeah, of course, Miley Cyrus says some weird shit on some Thursday morning when she's literally having to talk publicly like 14 <laughs> hours a day for her entire young adult life. Like, of course, this, of course, you're going to say something awful and horrible or confusing.
0: I remember I did a, a, a talk show uh, with somebody I won't name who's not on the air anymore, but he asked me the same question three times, which is, where are you from? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm from Seattle. Oh, okay, that's cool. So wait, so, uh, and so, so yeah, so wait, where, you, where, so where are you from? Like he kept looking at his note cards and I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm from north, north of Seattle, actually. <laughs> Just uh, got more specific. And so, like, uh, oh, all yeah, right. So, uh, so you're not, you're not from LA, right? No, no. <laughs> uh, born in Baltimore, grew up north of Seattle. Uh, but, 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 like, but, but I don't like, in hindsight, I don't blame People necessarily because it, it, because it is hard to listen in that heightened format. Oh it's gosh. hard to listen to what a guest is saying, of course. and to have like 18 things in your ear of like it's time commercial break or whatever. And, uh, and I if you, know. every
3: every day of your life, you have four interviews you have to do in an engaged manner. And yeah. think of like what some of your days are in your life. Like some days, I don't want to talk to anybody. I have to talk to four Most like days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I like, I don't think it's anyone's fault but the but the format.
0: One time somebody said, Well, it's not like you're digging ditches. And I was like, Yep,
3: you're right. You're right. For a reference of like why you're doing any, like you should have nothing to complain about. Yeah,
0: which is true. Which is true. I mean, look, we're here in my lovely dressing room. I have a window.
3: Mm. Yeah, not many windows <laughs> in the ditch. I have
0: a bowl of pudding. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the bowl of massive a, bowl of pudding oh, over there. The
3: bowl of just loose pudding. Yes. Oh my god, it yes. moved. When please, he, <laughs> please, would you like some? Chocolate pudding? I, I, I think I'm all right. That's Are you a sure, lot pal? of. It's a lot of surface area for exposed pudding. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it happens so much that people think it's real. Or that's what's nice about podcasts is that they're like, they get pretty close to what actual conversation looks like. I mean, there's a little bit of performance. I mean, I'm aware that. You know, people are listening, but, um, you should see my posture right now. It is not for viewing.
0: Listen, yeah. Look at mine. Yeah. Look it's it's my... real good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I do a lot of this. You're, I, I, me and my sister do this a lot, which is like, I do a lot of feet up at the it, dinner table. I would it do like feet up. A,
0: is it like a defensive move?
3: I don't know. It's like, I feel I'm a very tall person, but I've, I've always felt very collapsible.
0: Well, and I, I heard that you were shorter and you grew like, what, eight? I know you probably have told eight this inches. story.
3: Oh, I, I'll continue to. Eight inches in a year. And I got stretch marks on my spine.
0: My whole identity growing up was like I was the short kid. Mm. Um, and I think it made me into a little bit of a Napoleon. I like to think that I could be that, you know, dominant.
3: And the whole thing was that Napoleon wasn't short. Do you know that? No. Napoleon was like five nine and oh, like his, destroying my world. His right now. enemies would say that he was short as like a dig. But what he if like he was w- wearing heels though. He had lifts. That's what it was. Yeah, he was he had lifts. And he had a really tall hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, those
0: hats never made sense to me.
3: Oh yeah, those big what's that like the Captain Crunch hat, right? That's what he yeah, had.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Like like not going to provide too much protection people are at least going to know that you're you've arrived
3: yeah oh my gosh they know who the the, the de- real deal is the a- big swooping hat
0: ask you a question as an actor though mm. how do you get honesty out of an actor because your movie is so moving and so honest like how did you
3: do that. So I was an actor. I mean, that's what I really fell in love with first. When I was a kid, I started to do theater and that's what I really loved first out the gate when I was in like fifth, sixth, seventh grade and everything. And I just loved theater and I had a lot of really good theater teachers that taught me, you know, to take ownership over the thing, and the kids would really take ownership over what they were working on, and we thought we were like little geniuses as we were making like *Peer Gint as like thirteen-year-olds, and then it wasn't until like in hindsight that you know I graduated high school and I went back and I watched one of my high school uh, like my on high school on VHS.
0: No, you're too, no, no, too young.
3: No no, 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 yeah, no, I wasn't. No, my, my *Footloose* in eighth grade is on VHS at my house. My pr- production of I was Ryan McCormick. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> um, but, but uh, no, when I went back and watched like I went to my high school and watched the the class below me do a play. And I was like, oh, this isn't genius theater. This is a bunch of nervous kids learning how to stand up straight and speak and take ownership over something. And you really are hungry for it at that age. So that's a minor question. I think it actually does apply to adults. But my interest in directing was to act again. I want to be in it with the actors and make them feel comfortable and make them... There's this sort of bad narrative, obviously, in sort of filmmaking and everything, which is like, oh, actors are divas. They need to be pampered and blah, blah, blah. It's like, they should be. They absolutely should be. Because like, it's the oxymoron of filmmaking. You budget and you plan and you schedule to show up on the day and then get something spontaneous, which is all on the actors to deliver. So, you know, for me, the entire endeavor of the set and the environment was to make a place that was safe for the actors to be vulnerable and express themselves and to be honest and to fail and to risk failing because that's actually what something alive looks like and it being kids was just a very specific environment
0: did you have a really good sense of what take you wanted to use
3: I had a good sense of what the vibe and tone of the thing that I wanted it to be in looked like because, you know, cameras see something so much different than other forms of acting like theater. I mean, you are so close. It really does have to look like thought. It does have to look like not lines, Um, especially that's what we were sort of trying to play against with kids because often kids in movies, like, it's so weird. Like you meet kid actors, kid actors would come in, and they come into the audition and they'd be nervous and have little tics and be stumbling over their words. They'd be so alive when they walked into the room and then you ha- you give them a scene and all of a sudden they snap into like this weird like simple performed version of themselves and I'm going like, what is this version of being a kid that you've been taught by movies and and whatever, casting directors and people you've worked with and just trying to shed that and go like, we're trying to capture the thing that you are, not the thing that you want to be and the thing that you are as a kid is like you just drank a glass of milk and like you're talking like that. oh, well, you know it's that sort of chaotic stumbly sort of so yeah that, that was a lot of the process was just getting the kids in the thing in the scene getting all the actors though Josh Hamilton who's a great actor and a trained theater actor just getting him in these environments and just yeah just getting you out of your head and, and trying to just be open and vulnerable to the moment I, I've acted in a few things and I've had good experiences. I've also had experiences on set where I feel like I am not being paid attention to at all. And like the thing that really bummed me about film acting, what, what, when I started to do a little bit of it, I was like, we don't even get to act. We act like 10 minutes a day. I mean, that's like such a bummer when it's like, that's all we're really trying to do. And I would watch a hundred well-acted, poorly shot movies before I would watch a well-shot, poorly acted movie. Like that's all I care about. So, like, let's act. Let's do it. Like, let's let's do a bunch of takes and live this thing. But yeah, it really is just my love of the craft of acting, my love and respect of actors. I think what they do is magical. And all you watch in a movie, really, all you watch, even in big movies where it's exploding, the, the, what matters is the look in that person's eyes when they're next to it.
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at
3: mintmobile.com.
0: What was the best advice that you ever got from an acting coach? That's such a cliche question, isn't Uh, it? it's interesting. I I feel like you're the first person I've asked that because I've always been too arrogant to ask.
3: No. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad we're empowered here. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, I, I... I don't.
0: Um, I mean, because it sounds like because yeah. I I had some negative. The reason yeah, why yeah 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 that's I, probably a better. I had some negative experiences answer. with mm. uh, you know some acting teachers I did too. and I felt like there's a there's a damaging element sometimes of to course. uh the break, like the need I think for some coaches or teachers to break you down. Mm. So some, I I don't know what the philosophy is if it's like so you're hardened for rejection, or if
3: right right
0: uh, but for me that was that, always
3: I, film for you was it always in no i did acting, i did theater doing, I, yeah. I grew
0: up doing theater in seattle
3: mm. yes where are you from <laughs> seattle oh cool north of seattle. So- north, north, north yeah north, north. yeah, north. yeah north.
0: seattle oh. sounds a little hip but,
3: uh... <laughs> yeah exactly i say north of boston because it sounds racist <laughs> if i say <laughs> i'm from boston
0: <laughs> especially with like kids like a lot of times i don't know if you've ever noticed this but sometimes you can feel like when somebody's audition scene is in a movie
3: yeah yeah, yeah. Right, right, right it's been cooked so much
0: but I think that the biggest learning experience for me was just experience and Mm. the experience through rejection as well. Yeah. And uh, well,
3: yeah, that's the, that's the thing is that like the creative process is sometimes at odds with the process of just being a working actor, which is also really difficult. And I tell, Every and I don't know anything about I mean I've directed one movie, so I don't know, but like I think every director should go to an audition every six months. You know, and I do that even though I've stopped acting like I'll cause you should know what it feels like to be on that side, and you'll have a lot more sympathy for the people walking into a room and realize that like you have to get past the whatever's actually happening to even get a sense of them and the uh mm, like the Venn diagram or whatever of, of people that are good at auditions and yes. people that are good at acting is yeah. not the same. It's not it's a too circle. Two different... It's to, totally different skill sets. Um, or that, that sometimes have overlap, but there are a lot of people that are not good in an audition setting that are, would be wonderful in a movie. And, and, and for the, my movie was particularly that where I felt like the main girl I'm casting is the exact type of girl. I, I don't think would be comfortable going into audition, which is like me. Um, but yeah, I th- I think um, you have always seemed to be someone that is very open, and a rare type of person that is very open and vulnerable. It's and it's a good
0: act, isn't it?
3: No, but and and yet <laughs> get ready to die. Precise, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't even mean necessarily. Uh, Thank like Vulnerable you. gets thrown around though as like weak or something, but it's not. That's not what it means. It just means like. Not necessarily needing to be in control every moment, because you can feel that with some actors that feel like they absolutely need to be doing like a juggling act rather than m- m- what it more is, which is should be like a high wire act where you're f- oh, you're constantly adjusting and and kind of leaving yourself open to something.
0: And but I think that's why it's so important to have trust in in your filmmaker mm, and yeah, your yeah. and like your crew and the support team around you, so you feel like. Like after I finished that particular take, like, did that seem interesting at all? And you sort of have to yeah, have yeah. kind of the reassurance of like, yes, it was interesting. You were interesting enough.
3: Yeah. And the thing that's right beside the good thing that's alive and you can never recreate again is bad. All around that is not going to be good. You know what I mean, So like you have to be so OK with getting that. And what I would always want the actors to feel like is that like. This is not me asking for you to deliver something, and now will you deliver it? It's both of us in this trying to figure it out together. I do feel like I have to act to, <laughs> like, direct. I have to act with them in a weird way. Like, the the the, the rehearsal process was me is just I would do the scenes with all the actors alone.
0: I love that. playing the
3: other people, and then just pull out at the like I would with Elsie I I would play everybody and then with everyone else I would play Elsie so I, I had a vague sense that everyone was kind of on the same page but yet the real magic hadn't happened yet so you know the first time they really did it together was on camera but we were we had sort of established a little bit of a rhythm but again there's so many ways to make a film you know what I mean you can make a Cassavetes film or you can make some Fincher film that's all totally precise and like there's so many ways at acting there's so many ways to do it but I think the good films really value the actors as as, as so 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 valuable um yeah and I and I I felt not valued I felt like the thing of an I, I I know what that feeling is of being an actor on set and feeling like you're just cattle that's a bummer
0: yeah yeah and I've, I feel like it, especially with a lot of the comedy stuff I've done it's, yeah. it tends it's it feels like that's sort of the a little bit of the norm
3: and the crazy thing with like when you're in a scene and the motivation is be funny like that kills me <laughs> that like really kills me when it feels like a bunch of people sitting around like reading their twitter drafts or whatever out loud and just like how did this become what you mean like that what what blows my mind about comedy is is that like the people are 10 times funnier than anyone is in real life. And yet people laugh 10 times less often than they do in real life. When I'm always watching comedies <laughs> with friends hanging out, I'm like, why aren't you all laughing at each other? Like you guys are being really funny. Why is like everyone like, That's so such a good r- point. why is everyone so like Riley accepting everyone's like quips? Like if my friend made a joke as written in a movie in real life, I'd be like, Whoa, <laughs> good one.
0: But <laughs> yeah. wasn't there always that like old, and I, wasn't there that old school philosophy of, like, if the other characters are laughing, then it doesn't allow the audience? I don't know. I mean, mm. to me, it doesn't sound logical, but... I um, know, yeah.
3: Um, yeah. It's strange.
0: I don't know. Mm. Forgive me if you've been asked this question a ton, but did you... Um,
3: you ask them in different ways. So even if you do, it, it won't be like the same. Haltingly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's way more, usually way more efficient. So this is, this is a real release.
0: Settle in, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> we got a long, yeah. long ways to go. <laughs> um, no, but, but um, the choice of making um, your lead a female, um, did you ever question that idea at all?
3: Well, I was very aware of it. You know I mean, like, I was certainly aware of what I was doing in terms of like, oh, you know I mean, I, like when it was feeling right and feeling like the only way I wanted to tell it, I like, it was just it was never a boy. Uh, it was just never in any iteration. It was never Kyle or whatever. Um, and the reason was because I watched hundreds of ki- videos of kids talking online about themselves. The boys talked about Fortnite and the girls talked about their souls. Like, truly, it was like, well, it's just the girls are just at that age asking for whatever reason innately I think they're probably a little more mature at that age also will you send like,
0: over your top 200 to me
3: yeah yes I will yeah, they, they're, they're, <laughs> and it's incredible because they all start hey guys hey guys hey guys and they all end with I hope some of you found this helpful which is like it's there's so many hilariously arbitrary things that are said in everyone but also I really did want to make like I like movies about young people that feel like memories and feel like nostalgic and stuff like that's cool but I didn't want to make one like I I wanted to make a movie about a kid now and part of that was like i didn't want it to feel like an older person looking back on their experience with authority but a young person looking out from within their experience with just nothing but what they have around them so it being a girl it's like i couldn't pretend i knew what she was going through and i and i like I got to walk eighth grade like for the first time with her rather than revisit this place I'd already been. I, that's what I wanted the movie to feel like, not like, okay, we're going in a time machine back to a memory rather than like, no, you are going to be in something. But yeah, I was very aware that I was a dude the whole time. I mean, my girlfriend's a writer, director, and she's the only person that like reads my stuff when I'm writing it. So I had, you know, her around me and then during the process...
0: But you If know, I was way
3: off base, I could be but, called but bullshit. That's,
0: but that's the thing is that I think that there is a, you know, there's, uh, I guess, uh, you know, there's there's that idea in Hollywood that, mm. you know, you know exactly I what I'm saying. Know, I know what
3: you're saying. Yeah. That, and, that, that people, and it's correct. It's an old North Seattle idea, which is that, <laughs> you know, but it tended to be that straight white men were telling every story. So the idea was, why can't stories about young women be told by women? And that should be generally true. And, and the arena of creators should be diversified in absolutely every way. But the real compelling reason I love movies, like I connect most personally to movies that I don't demographically align with. Like, and that is a miracle to me. You know, like I, I see a movie like Moonlight and I go like, I am Chirone. I'm a straight white guy, but I feel like, like, I see myself in you. And that is really beautiful to me when I feel like I can see commonality in someone that isn't necessarily on the surface me. And, you know, the greatest young male story of my generation was written by J.K. Rowling. I was inspired to write this movie by female filmmakers, by female writer-directors that had made stories about young women. But it's also, the flip side is crazy. Like, I obviously want women... To be able to write well, stories about young men, too, of course. Oh well,
0: yeah, well yeah, well, I, and I, I just think I just, you know, I like to imagine that the children are our future, right. but uh, but the gender will be taken out of the equation. I mean, I, I did this movie Smiley Face, and I couldn't believe I kept asking the writer, like, this is this is a dude, and I like I, I'm so honored that I get to play this character. I don't have a love interest except for weed, yeah, and yeah. like like this is amazing and i love that while there are specifics in like in terms of body conscious issues in your movie mm. but it, what's most rewarding is to play a nuanced developed character and there isn't an underestimation of whatever intelligence or thoughtfulness mm. or normal human desires or
3: i could go and, on. And, and, and that's the thing is that like again it is generally true that this should happen and also i have watched movies about young women written and directed by men where i go you like I watch this I go this is this is messed up like what I'm seeing like this is absolutely gross I can't believe this guy wrote this scene for this girl to be in this is completely irresponsible so like I probably generally agree with it um but it's also that it's like you want to the beautiful thing about art would be that it encourages empathy and, and not just empathy like this is not a story about my daughter this is not a story about this is a story about me. I see myself in her, and I want to encourage. Yeah. Me, I, men should be, women have been seeing themselves in male characters forever. That you're for, like, men always get to be about the human condition. You don't have to be a Prince of Denmark to see yourself in Hamlet. You don't have to be an astronaut to go to Apollo 13, you know? So you shouldn't just have to be a 13 year old girl to see yourself in her. But I get it. It's like, in the larger conversation, it, it, it makes sense. But in this specific case of this movie, it's like, what really happened is like, I was a dude that got a little bit of um, momentum from making stand ups. So I was able to make a little movie and this is the mov- movie I chose to make. So if I didn't make it, there would just be one less story about a young girl out there. I mean, th- that that's yeah. all it is. I mean, this is what I chose to put out into the world. I feel feminine too. I mean, also I do, I feel like more similar to the women in my life. My anxiety is shared by the women in my life. Um, so are you
0: implying that I'm anxious?
3: Yeah, yeah, well, you're a woman in my life now. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: gonna take that right back to me. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> um, no, it's but it's a such a beautiful movie. I appreciate and it. I th- I'm so I'm so happy that you're here, and it was just beautifully edited and beautifully acted, and the music is incredible. And uh, hey, dear listeners, please check out Eighth Grade. We're not ending, ending the interview right now, Bo. Don't okay, get misled. Good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right, because we got we got some shit to do. Hell yeah. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for shit to do? Yes. Okay.
3: Oh my God, it's a paper.
0: Yeah. Okay, you mentioned earlier that you are in a relationship. Uh We will not inquire about that. Okay. But this is where we need you to imagine that you're single.
3: Oh God, yeah.
0: Okay. Wait, have you been in your relationship? You don't have to tell us that. Yeah,
3: six years. Oh, okay. And this will be the first time in those six years that I've ever imagined being single.
0: (laughs) Is this is called deal breakers. Mm. Okay, on a second date, she takes leftover food from someone else's table at a restaurant.
3: So funny! I have been single for a month since I was sixteen. I went from a five-year relationship, single for a month, to a six-year relationship. So Unintended. This, it's hard. Are you so this having is, a hard timing? No, time but this is like uh, yourself. But 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 this is this is truly hypothetical. Um, what is it? If she took food. <laughs> From another. She,
0: uh, let's say, you, so you're on the second date. There's a table leaves. They forget their leftover food.
3: Yeah. And she grabs it. Oh, that's funny. I, that's not a deal breaker, now. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that's chill. All right, all right. Resourceful.
0: She, next one. She comes over for dinner. You go to the bathroom. And when you come back, you see her going through your trash and pulling out the <laughs> recyclables.
3: I sort my recyclables. But, um... It's, so in this world, so this is two part. In this world I don't sort my recyclables and I also apparently cook.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. but she she This is she, a real she, she, pulls, man, out, this is she a real pulls out the alternate universe. She pulls out the pizza box uh, and she's like, mm, you know you should be recycling this. Um do you say actually because it has grease on it, we're not supposed to risk. Oh right,
2: exactly.
3: exactly. <laughs> I'm um,
0: just wondering. Just
3: wondering. Yeah, I think that's probably that's a strike. Would you say that? Would you say, oh, actually... um... I'd I'd do something really subtle. I'd maybe throw a dish against the wall, scream at her or something. (laughs) (laughs) Do like a Revolutionary Road sort of, April! Is that her name in it? I don't know.
0: Um, Okay, you're at a restaurant... She orders the steak tartare.
3: So, is it very food centric for you? You've, is that yeah, where your well, listen, deal breakers happen?
0: Listen, we we can get into some okay, other okay, stuff. Okay, we okay, tried okay. it. We tried it. You know, we didn't know Keep where you cash. wanted to go. Keep yeah, listen, we can go. We can go uh, darker and deeper uh, okay, if you gotcha. want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, she orders the steak tartare as her entree, mm. and she tells you um, that she only eats raw meat.
3: <laughs> That's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Only raw meat. If you want to explore it, you can. I mean, like no, nothing but raw meat.
0: Nothing but raw meat, because number one, it's more nutritious. Is it? Because um, when the animal like gets cooked, it meat, it, it its meat goes like further into shock.
3: <laughs> but well, yeah, I can't imagine her, being more um, shocked than being chopped up into little pieces. But also.
0: Her ancestors are from the Donner Party, and oh, so gotcha. they. Um, the she Donner likes, Party. She likes to honor uh,
3: those Conestoga her
0: relatives.
3: I, that's pretty <laughs> good. Who were alive. <laughs> Who we're eating raw. <laughs> I think that's cool. That's fine. She's got a lot of antibodies. She's built up good antibodies. I think at that point.
0: You're not worried about like. The Donner Party.
3: This makes my cooking much easier. <laughs> so I think I'm good with it. What would you cook her? I wouldn't have to. I'd cook her.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, I guess i just
3: cut open the bag. Just like some okra
0: and like just start chopping up some lamb chops. Yeah. And don't even have to light that fire. It's Man, hot outside. It's
3: very exciting.
0: <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> she has a feel free tattoo on her lower back.
3: That's cool. That's cool.
0: No, no, no! Listen, it is cool, but you know, you guys are getting hot and heavy, yeah. And like her, you know, pants come off,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, she has like scripted, like you know,
3: she takes incurs- off her cummerbund and I you see know, the lower back,
0: <laughs> which says "Feel free" right above her ass crack. We were debating whether or not she has a tiny arrow that um, sort of points downward,
3: right to the "Feel free." Is that a deal breaker? Well, first of all, it is not consent. <laughs> that is actually that has to be noted. It is it is consent is verbal, not written five years ago on your own body. Um, so I would check in. What would you say? I would say, sweetheart, which I assume, <laughs> I get very intimate very quickly. I'd say, yeah. I'll need verbal confirmation of uh, what seems to be written on your cock Feel free. Feel free? That's that's that isn't like it's supposed to be explicit affirmative enthusiastic consent. I wouldn't think. Feel free. Yeah, feel free seems slightly casual.
0: Bo, just feel free. <laughs> feel
3: free. You know. I am
0: myself, you're yourself. Feel free. I feel
3: free. I do feel free.
0: Do you? Like have you ever been like skydiving?
3: I've never been skydiving.
0: Uh, okay, well, just feel free, you know. It's yeah. just like that.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's certainly not a. It's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal maker. How are you going to
0: get consent out of this person, though? <laughs>
3: yeah, I know I exactly. Challenge you. I know consent out of the very super, feel free. Yeah. You
0: know, we're Americans. we're <laughs> yeah,
3: Americans. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? I feel free. But that's what it is. So it's it's a feel for you're saying the disposition of the feel free is like feel free, not like feel free.
0: It's like both. It's like a whole state of mind and a physical
3: What's the font?
0: It's it's cursive. Okay. It, what's a good font? I don't know.
3: Well if it was like a serif, that it's would a be, for that'd sure. be that would be too intense. If it was papyrus, like the Avatar font. Then what <laughs> I don't know. Then that's then, consent, I, then that's, that's a consent. deal breaker. That's a deal breaker.
0: Feel free. <laughs> just like, I don't know. I just want you to like feel free. I feel free.
3: I feel trapped at this point. I feel trapped (laughs) in this hypothetical.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But you don't even know, like, I even, like, put a directional, like, symbol in my body. Yeah. An arrow. South. I
3: I, I respect that. I respect lower back tattoos. I think they really came back around because they were so shamed so heavily late 90s, early aughts. And now it's like, oh, you like made it through that moment.
0: That's why you like me, because I feel free. Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) Nothing freer than that.
0: (laughs) I love how you, man, you really like pivoted left and right with that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. In the best of ways. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Um, Okay, should we do the audition?
1: Okay, this is going to be fun. We're going to actually have an audition. So Anna Ferris is going to audition for you for the sequel to Eighth Grade called Ninth Grade. <laughs> She'll be reading. I'm the casting director. My name is uh, B.J. Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong. Yeah, do you know? You don't know B.J. Armstrong is, do you? Uh, is he a real casting director? Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. He actually oh, okay. played for the Bulls a long time ago. But Anna liked the name B.J. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring in Anna Ferris right now and listen. I know she's a little old to play Ninth Grade. But she looks really young. Yes. So she really wanted the opportunity, and you know, Anna doesn't audition for much. So I'm I'm hoping that oh, you put her honor. in. Okay. So Anna, come on in. Why don't BJ, you? BJ, oh
0: my God, it's, it's so, so great, great to, to see thing. you. Thanks oh my so God, much. it's been Thanks. so long because
1: you don't audition anymore. You oh,
0: You're well, offer only. I know. Well, but I just hey, hi. Hey, this this Anna,
1: You guys so, have a real history, I guess. You, uh, you coming to this yeah, casting oh, office a
3: lot. Twenty-three
0: years. Yeah. yeah oh. Well. You don't have to mention that. <laughs> hey, Bo, it's, I'm on it. It's really well, nice to meet you. I was yeah, well, such thanks a, for
3: coming in on such short notice.
0: A huge fan of 8th Grade. Oh,
3: appreciate
0: it. Yeah, thanks so much for seeing me.
3: Well, you know, we, we were getting a sequel off the ground, and you were one of the, you know, 50th people we thought of, so.
0: I so appreciate it. Of course. Um, I didn't have a chance to get, I just got this it's in the waiting room. a bit of a
1: cold read. Is but that okay? It, that's totally fine.
0: Um, so, so this one is straight into camera. Straight just Straight like into Kayla. my eyes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you so, want to do you want a slate first, please?
0: Yeah.
1: right, right here. Right to this camera. Okay.
0: Um, hi, I'm Anna Ferris, and so I'm here to read first. Just say where you grew first.
3: up. Just say where you grew up and your weight. Oh
0: sure. Hi, I'm Anna <laughs> Ferris. Um, I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Actually, north of Seattle. Oh. Um And I weigh 87 kilograms. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Bo, thanks again. I know this uh, is of like, course okay. got
1: um, so your sides. It's just so a, a side. it's just a monologue. So all we're doing is we have time for just a monologue. Okay. And Bo, honestly, feel free to she'll read it as many times as you want. Yeah, just give her notes because I, I know s- she or few. is few or is few. If you okay. think she has it, then she has it. <laughs> okay, great.
0: Um, yeah, it's, like I said, I just got this because I know you're keeping the script. the yeah, yeah. yeah. Wraps. Um, it's so great that you get to do a sequel. Um, I've done a few sequels, scary movie. Two, three,
3: and four. Oh, so you're familiar. This yeah. is a, this will be, this is a crackle original.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So we're doing interior bedroom. day.
3: Yes. Yeah. You don't have to read this, uh, stage direction. You can just read the, oh, okay. The lines. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Sorry. punctuation just is, should be in your head.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you want to pretend that you're filming yourself for your YouTube thing? Uh, yeah, but I
0: should do it straight to you? Yeah. Or just maybe slight eyeline. Okay.
3: My eyes are your eyeline, but okay. d- play it to the point of the wall behind my head.
0: Okay.
4: This is Paige, the co-host of
0: Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is
1: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
0: Hey, guys. It's 6.58 a.m., and my dad is annoying me. He is uh, he's waiting in the car to take me to my first day of high school. And high school is, it's going to be awesome because my whole future is spread out before me. You know, I got assigned a locker, which is actually feels like it's super archaic. Um, But, you know, I guess I do need a place to put my stuff. (laughs) Um, So that's cool. Um, I want, I want everyone to know I'm testing uh, my own courage by trying out for cheer this year. So, like, I, um, I feel like you guys should always, we should always, always test our own courage. Um, but I am, you know, to be honest, I'm kind of nervous. Um, I want everyone to know not to be nervous, um, you know, to do things like whatever they want to do. Sorry, I'm going to
3: stop you there real quick. Um, so, I, I don't know. They probably didn't give me the character description. Kayla Caleb went to she either she did her summer. Oh,
0: I'm Sabrina, oh sorry, oh no. Oh oh. You oh, no, no, well, no, no go no, on. No, oh, no, I'm go. sorry. So, no, no, no 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 she
3: so she went to uh, she did her summer in England. Oh. Changed her name and but she picked up the accent. Oh so okay. She's. Uh, Oi. Was right. So we, we just start again from the top. She's. Um,
0: Oi mates, it's six fifty eight a.m. and my dad is annoying me. He is waiting in the car to take me to my first day of high school. But wait, they don't call it high school, there, do they?
3: High uh, school.
0: High school. Yeah. High school is going to be awesome because my whole, fu- my whole future is spread out before me. I got assigned a lock. They probably don't call They probably call it like no, no a, don't, don't worry about it. Okay. She's, she's adapting right, her vernacular right. back. Um, right, right. Oh, of course. And I, I would like to lay it on thick because I feel like she hasn't... It's a little, you know, little
3: Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Right, of, course, right. of course, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's uh, Christopher Nolan. You sure. know, he's he's from Illinois.
0: Which is actually super archaic, but I do need a place for me stuff. So that's cool. I want everyone to know... Sorry,
3: nap- sorry. South African. That's what I meant.
0: Uh... <laughs> oh, Okay. Would you mind giving me a quick example?
3: Uh, Did I say South African? I meant. um, (laughs) I meant. um, This is really good. We, we, you know, I think I got. Well, but but I got your vibe. Is is there is there an issue you have with the script that you that?
0: Well, I. I I mean, I just think it's pretty brilliant, and I just don't want you to count me out because. um, Because She's forty-one. What? No. Twenty-eight.
1: Twenty-eight, sorry.
0: Um, but I look I think I look a little younger. Yeah, yeah I think that's And I can get more Botox, whatever you need. Um, there is
1: a
3: vice principal part that's um That's
1: only says, that, I, that's only about four lines in the whole movie I, and this is Anna Ferris. I understand. She that. came to audition. I'm
3: she Anna never Farris. auditions.
0: I never audition.
3: Right. We would be willing to
0: So what is that? Am I like, Sabrina, you need to get a class. I don't know what's going on with you lately.
3: No, it's decrepit. Sabrina. No, 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 no. Older, older, much older. Sabrina.
0: I don't know what's going on with you. (laughs) She's recently been diagnosed with throat cancer.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's very, very sad. Sabrina. Sabrina. (laughs) I actually, I'll stay in character. I actually have a... A horrifying story about that, right? We'll, we'll, we'll tell that after. Yeah, no, um, I don't want to hear that. Um, um uh, well, as you say, it, Sabrina, mm-hmm.
0: I feel like something's going on with you. What is this? I mean, you started out as such a great student.
3: Sabrina is just killing me. Most like <laughs> '90s name ever. It's incredible. Um, are, would you be open to other parts? Would you be open? Would you be open to Boom operating? That's where I feel like you would shine
0: because my arms are super strong
3: yeah you just got great pits you know
0: yeah I can I can grow up my hair I'm not working I'm just I just do this fucking podcast mm. and like, my fucking partner Sim makes me fucking crazy um, but yeah but the boom operator has a couple lines right yeah okay cool because probably at this point Kayla's like stepped up her game and she's doing like well more... clearly she stepped
3: up her name <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so,
0: things are looking good for me then? I I, I
3: think so. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll be in uh, we're contact. Gonna, we're going to talk gonna to your agent. agent. I'm, I'm going to call my and, agent. Okay. So this this is what you have on the day? I it's see.
1: well, I just thought that, I mean, it's unfair. I didn't think you wanted to see anyone else after her. Well, you
3: have Judy Greer scheduled for after. Th- I'm just saying we're going Judy? for teenagers. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell her that she's in competition with Judy Greer. That's not No, no, not in competition. I wouldn't.
0: No, I love Judy when she coming? in. Is she out there right now? She's
3: not. Jeez, uh, she's,
0: she's not. She's, she's not out there right now? She's I'll not. fuck that shit up, man. So, well, we'll talk about but this I later. Love Judy. But this, you made she's this really awesome.
1: awkward, Bo. Uh, me? A tiny bit. A tiny bit. I brought you on a Ferris and you wanted to give her the boom. BJ job.
0: and I are really close. I've been in Scary Movie 1, 2, 3, and 4. Not 5. Too
1: old. So, I just what? thought you would find a place for her somewhere. I mean, when you have a superstar like this, I don't know how you. And you thought up. I'd
3: find a place for her out loud in real time with her right next to me.
0: Bo, you really got it. Thank you. You really did.
3: I you really... really, really lucked out. Oh, so you're doing it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs>
3: Great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God, I really got nervous.
1: Was that a little intimidating? <laughs> that was When's the totally... last time you auditioned? What? For no, this it is actually very thing. incredible. Oh, we, oh by the way, she didn't even get to the part where it's like, subscribe to my, uh, my so YouTube. So check me out,
3: subscribe on Instagram, pussy. We've really moved into the full R here. Oh my God. So, so what was the Sabrina choice? Was in your guy's <laughs> mind a new character? They we're following a new person? Yeah. 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 Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Why would you do the next grade if you're not just gonna keep it's a, following? It's a new oh, story. No, no, no,
1: oh, oh, because we're casting something. we're yeah, recasting. Well, now it. you got it. have yeah. Anna. Yeah. Okay, Elsa's busy.
0: It. She's got she got a series. Like, you right. know how
1: Hollywood works. You know how foreign sales work. You need someone big to yeah, travel we need that or... Yeah, overseas. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was um, re- interior bedroom day. I mean, you guys putting <laughs> putting the scene out is actually so <laughs> incredible. Um, I could do those all day. Oh no, I shouldn't be seeing them.
0: Oh, no, I think that we might be no, done with that part. We're Should we go to calls now? Yeah, sh- let's go to calls. All right. Do you so, know that we you know call? The, people? Yeah.
1: Here we go. We're actually going to give relationship advice, and I think you're going to be great at it. For real people. For real people. For we're real actually going to call relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to call Jesse, and Jesse's only 18, and he needs some help. Let's call him right now. He is in San Diego, and I hope we can help him. Hello? Hey, Jesse, it's Sim. How are you?
5: Hi, Sim. I'm doing good. How are
1: you? Doing well, Anna. Say hi to Jesse. Hi, Jesse.
5: Hi, Anna. It's nice to meet you.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this.
1: And Anna's gonna introduce our special guest to you.
0: Um, we are here with Bo Burnham.
1: Hi, Jesse. Hi, Bo.
0: He, yeah, he's amazing. He's the director of the most brilliant movie of the year called Eighth Grade.
5: I actually saw Eighth Grade today. You did? You did,
3: Jesse. Amazing. Oh, I mean, what yeah. did you think? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, um, first of all, I've never seen a more accurate depiction of middle school in my life. Thank
3: you, Jesse. That's Um, very kind.
5: And like it, seeing it just made me feel like it was incredibly satisfying and also incredibly uncomfortable at the same time. That
3: means a lot, Jesse. Oh, Jesse, I'm so invested in your well being now that you're my personal champion. (laughs) I'm sweating at the thought of giving you advice. (laughs)
5: Oh, and I I just, I just wanted to say, um, I like i'm a huge fan of horror movies and when horror movies come on i'm usually very like um i never take my eyes away from a screen especially when i'm at a movie theater i'm like i paid to see this i'm not gonna look away from it (laughs) and there was a a scene in that movie i'm not gonna specify which one because i don't want to spoil it for anyone yeah but um there was a scene in that movie that i literally covered my eyes because i was so uncomfortable and like not saying that that's a bad thing, because that was the goal of the scene, yeah. but I've literally never had to cover my eyes in a movie theater <laughs> Well, that's before.
3: really nice, Jesse. Thank you. It means a lot.
1: So Jesse, the subject for email is good with individuals, bad with friend groups. Tell us what you mean.
5: Okay, so basically, um, I'm entering my sophomore year of college right now, and when I was younger, in like middle school and high school, I didn't really often have many friend groups. I only really have two friends from high school that I still talked to and they're like complete completely separate. But um even in high school, I kind of had struggles fitting in when I would uh be with become like a part of a friend group. Like there were two different friend groups that I was mainly part of in high school before I kind of gave up and I was like, No, i am just gonna wait for college. But um even in college, it's like uh I'm good with like becoming friends with people individually and I don't have social anxiety when I'm like talking to a group of strangers or if I'm like meeting people for the first time I mean like I'm telling you guys about these like weird feelings that I'm having and like it doesn't really give me too much anxiety because I don't know you that well sorry even though I listen to the podcast a lot but I just have this problem whenever I become part of a friend group when I start getting close to everyone and I like really feel like part of the friend group that's when I start getting anxiety about like, it's so weird how friend group dynamics are. It's like, sometimes there are certain people that are wanted to be there and certain people that aren't. And like, it's like, I kind of feel like I have to be with them all the time. And when I'm not with them, I kind of worry that like, maybe they're going out without me. And like, I'm kind of worried that like maybe some people there don't want me, even though others do. And then it's like, where is my place in this group? Like, should I be out with my friends or not? And so I guess my question to you guys is like, How do you learn to deal with those feelings?
0: Oh, you are like living my, my life, Jesse. I I was always the kind of person that had one really intense friend. And, and then in college it was tough to find that person. So I kind of, I, I was like, I hung out with like the stone or dorm rats. I tried to get in with like the cool hippie girls and I would go to fraternity parties and just make an ass out of myself. Like I was, I felt like I spent five years cause I was a fifth year student, but, um, trying to find my social group. And it was so, I, I, am I'm, I'm just the kind of person that has one or two really, really close friends, but also as a, as a creative person, we sort of crave intensity a, a bit. And sometimes group settings just aren't the easiest thing for us. Like do you do you feel that way Bo?
3: Yeah, I mean the thing you're struggling with is because you are a perceptive emotionally intelligent person and like the the individual connections you are having feel more comfortable because they are more true and right like it is so it's just an impossibility for six people to hang out on equal footing <laughs> it's just like it's crazy and and I don't think you're even alone in your feelings in your friend group it's like oh when i I have like close close relationships with you know four or five people when those four or five people get together in a room it's crazy because like my relationships with people are kind of maybe mutually exclusive or oh no now how do I divide my time equally amongst these people or oh these relationships that actually were never meant to be compared are now being compared you know oh no now I'm laughing more with this friend than I am with that so it's like I think what you're feeling is just because of like it's insane for six people to hang out as friends. You know what I mean? It just kind of is inherently insane. And I think you can have separate relationships with those people on your own and also and, and also feel like being in a group is weird. And that doesn't mean it's fake. That doesn't mean the relationships are, no, are fake. No,
0: and, and Jesse, I actually – I think it's a really good quality because I think that it means to me – I mean, because I feel like I have this quality too. <laughs> but, but I think that it means that you want – meaningful conversation or real personal connection that we all sort of strive for. And, um, and not everyone can, you know, give that to you. And there's certain people that are great, um, mm-hmm. at being social. And every once in a while I'm, I'm good at being, a uh, like making a total ass out of myself.
3: You're sensitive. You're just a sensitive, perceptive person. And I mean that as a compliment sensitivity. Like you're, and there are just some people that aren't. There are some people that can hang out in a group and it's just like everything just flies off. They're just Teflon and they don't even note it. But you're taking inventory as sensitive, uh, emotional people are of where the attention's being held. Okay, how is everybody ranking? Okay, am I outside of this? Now how am I fitting into this? Just so you know, like I've been in groups where like, I have really, really close friends that may not integrate well into a certain group and another. I am also really close friends with someone who I don't integrate into their larger friend group. And that's okay. There are a lot of people that are in the opposite position of you. And I think that's way worse to be in. People that can pal around in a group but can't have deep relationships with people platonically. And that is actually where the real value is. So like, yeah. I
0: I always felt too, Jesse, that like, that when I did try to fit in with some of these groups in college, I had I would get this paranoid feeling that everyone's sort of like talking shit about me or making fun of me. And I never really felt like I could banter um, well or mm-hmm. um, and and, you know, in college was a, a really rough time for me. I didn't love it. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I graduated um because i guess it's sort of an accomplishment although apparently nobody in this industry cares but um but wait <laughs> yeah. i'm not supposed to say that yeah. kids go to college but uh but no i i it was a tough tough time for me and and um because i was constantly looking for um for true friendship which is what i found more rewarding than mm. um than uh than, than big groups sim has his whole fraternity experience i have
1: to say that it doesn't necessarily go away. And it's not because yeah. you're young either. I mean, I can tell you right now that I've, I've been on knows this. I've had some very, very close friends for a long time. And I know individually, one-on-one with these friends I like myself and I like them. But there are times where even now, and I'm 41, when if we get together in a group, sometimes they would either make me feel small or the dynamic is completely changed. It's shifted. So individually, I like all of them. But sometimes two of them together and me and a few people, they want to showcase whatever, their verbal, uh, whatever, just to either put me down, make fun of me in a funny way. It's one of those things where I still hate that. I hate it because it's because it's, I know these guys individually and they're not like that when they're in a complete group the group dynamic sometimes especially in male friendships fucks things up and it, it's yeah. not yeah. it's not something that just goes away you know what's
0: crazy sim because I've been witness to a lot like you hanging out with your friends a lot is that they think it's all out of love mm-hmm. and yeah. and
1: familiarity sure. And and I've been a really good sport about yes. it because I like the attention, you know. But yeah. you know, of course, because they're talking yeah. about me. Who doesn't? Yeah. But sometimes, you know, if it doesn't make you feel great, then you know, you don't have to just accept it. I just
0: know, Jesse, that you that you're you're just you're not alone in this at all. And there's nothing. And yeah. I I think it makes you, like I said, like a, I don't know, a progressive person.
3: And I just think like the relationships you have, friendship wise will skew more and more towards what you're comfortable with when you're older. I just like I'm just thinking of all of my friends, my girlfriends' friends, everyone I know like it's not eight people at a dinner table all hanging out. It's like everyone has like, you know, four or five close friends that they 95% of the time are seeing one-on-one. I mean that that's what adult friendships really are. Absolutely. It's not like I mean, yeah, you go to like Buffalo Wild Wings and you see 20 dudes at a table, but I don't think any of us are ever fitting into that. <laughs> so like I, yeah, I just think you should it's, it's also like you're, the college is its own surreal social environment that is kind of putting those big you know putting those like group mixer like ice cream socials what am i am i 75 years old <laughs> but but you know like I, I i don't think that uh it be strong in the fact that you're able to have close personal relationships and just realize like uh oh it's exactly what you're saying which is like when you I, I just have close friends. When I see them, I'm like, yeah. "Oh, I'm never going to see them in a group setting exactly. ever again." Or I feel I feel one and a half feet tall when I went to their birthday party, right. and I was around people I didn't know. But that didn't. I don't think that's indicative on either of us. I think you kind of you, you got to forgive yourself and forgive the other person because social environments are weird for everybody.
0: Um. And yeah, I mean, I'm in touch with one person from college it, because that's the natural thing that also happens too. Is that as you get older, these friendships dissipate. But, um, but man, I, I feel you, but Let's give him
1: some final advice.
0: I know. I wish I had, I wish I had like really practical advice, like log on to this thing and find like whatever, like
1: game thing. Stay night. the course is the advice. Just know that he's not alone and that this is completely exactly. normal.
0: Yeah. Jesse, you're, you're not alone. And, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I always took solace in like reveling in my loneliness. I would just. Put my headphones on and listen to really sad music.
3: And yeah, that feels I, like I just think you can like de devalue those group situations as like inherently so important to what you are as a friend or a member of a friend group. Like yeah. it's just it's the weird thing that happens on Friday nights when you all get together and it's like the the true thing, the actual deep lasting thing is the thing that's working for you, which is the one on one relationship. Absolutely. That's actually
1: what matters. Jesse, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was it, it was
5: really helpful for me to hear that.
0: Yeah, listen, you're you're truly not alone. Please keep in touch, and I love you. And thank you so much.
5: Will do. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Bye, Jesse. good Jessie. summer. Bye.
3: Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order.
1: That's quince.com slash upgrade. That was good advice, guys. Yeah. It really was.
0: But what it like, Let's that's a difficult... Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. What's that grade? Oh, I have all my diaries. Oh, wow. Just... Okay,
1: this, this is... The... Oh, my God. Anna, <sighs> oh, look at you. Wow yeah. This is a picture of Anna mm. in... Eighth... Is you in eighth grade? I think that's eighth grade. Oh, my God. Before
3: headgear embraces the necklace yeah the necklace is incredible I I can hear the necklace you can't
0: yeah I can you're like this is my I gotta get out of this town wooden necklace I gotta get out of here oh it's
3: so good working
0: in in theaters you look so happy I look happy but I was not
1: yeah well
0: that's the kind of actress I am exactly there it is think about that for ninth (laughs) grade come
1: on (laughs) all right we're gonna call madeline now madeline is in charlotte and she's 29 hello hey madeline it's sim how are you hi i'm good how are you doing well anna say hi to madeline
0: hi madeline it's anna thank you so much for doing this
1: and anna's gonna introduce our special guest
0: we've got bo burnham here he directed the most magnificent movie called eighth grade
1: hi madeline
0: Hi, Bo. Hi, Anna. Hi, you have a beautiful name. I love that name.
3: Thank
4: you.
1: Madeline, so your subject, is, your subject the email says, am I a cougar? So let's answer that question. <laughs> Tell us what's going on.
4: Right. Um, so I met my boyfriend almost two years ago at work. We worked together. Um, we were really good friends for a while. Um, we became really close Nothing romantic, but um, on New Year's Eve of this year, things escalated from friends to more than that, (laughs) and we've sort of been inseparable ever since. Um, He's awesome, great, like in so many ways. Um, I care about him a lot, but shortly after New Year's, he had a birthday coming up, and he said he was going to be 24, I knew he was younger than me and we have friends at our old company. I no longer work there, but we had friends of all age groups. So it wasn't a big deal, but I had no idea that he was, I'm 29, about to be 30. We're almost exactly five years apart. I had no idea that he was 24. Um, You know, not like he was 18 or 19. It wasn't like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? But it definitely, we talked about it. I was like, well, you know, I'm, 29 like I'm going to be 30 this year and he was like yeah okay cool like didn't he didn't think anything of it and I so everything is so great between us but my only qualm is that he's five years younger and we're moving in together next month we're both moving to a new city for different jobs um, and I guess I it, after we talked about it and he didn't care about it at all like it wasn't a big deal to him that I was older I was like, okay, whatever. And the things were so great. And I felt like I really met like a could be the one person I've been out with always dated guys older than me and not to bash on the guys I dated before, but they were nowhere near as mature as my current boyfriend. Older than me. So I just, um, it's been the only issue really. And a couple of my girlfriends, most of my friends and family love him. They're like, Oh, that's so great who cares that he's younger? Like, what is the big deal? doesn't matter. But a couple of my girlfriends, like we would go to brunch and they'd meet him and they would pull me aside and be like, Oh my gosh, he's wonderful. And I would tell them how old he was. And they were like, they had this load on their face. Like, Oh, well, okay. Both of you are
1: dying. chomping at the bit here. I, uh, I'm hey, dying. You go, you go. This both. question, this question was made for me. Yes. So
0: that's what you were trying to tell me. Yes.
3: Yes. This is made for me. So Madeline, you're 29 he's 24. Yeah, um, I am twenty-seven. My girlfriend is my girlfriend is forty, and I've been with her for six years. So I was twenty. Oh my
4: god, Bo, you're my new best friend.
3: Yes. Yeah, so I was twenty-one, <coughs> and she was thirty-three or thirty-four. So that was like, I mean, that is a much more you know, it was it felt very extreme at that time, and like I was twenty-one. Right. So this worry of like you know, I don't know, him being in his glory days and robbing him of some time that you thought he might be having, like, it's just, it really, really is not the case. First of all, like, the the, the the horrible sexist double standard in this uh, horrible world of ours is like men's glory days are until the rest of their life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then, so that that doesn't have to be worried about. But right. like, I, I would talk to my girlfriend honestly about this stuff. And and it sounds like from what you're talking about with your boyfriend, you can speak honestly with him. And it's like all he's missing out on is like I don't know, awful relationships in your early twenties that don't really work that well. Like. You search so long for a relationship that means something and is meaningful. Um, The glory days are being in a loving relationship with somebody you care about. So, I mean, this is like so close to home that I actually have like too many answers where I can't even go for it. But I'm saying I am six years into into being on the other – in exactly what you were in and having literally lost – quote-unquote the glory years you're worried of robbing of him like zero regret no worry about that like if something's working and it's good and you're happy what he's gonna like run around and like get drunk and have like like awful hookups like who cares like as opposed to like spending time with you and being in a loving relationship and having something work that's
4: that's honestly like almost verbatim what he said to me before I think it's my own, like, neuroses right now that is just driving me nuts. I know it's my own personal insecurity.
0: Two two ideas that I have. I think one, it doesn't sound like this is where it's coming from, but if the question is sort of coming from little clues that he's given you, but it doesn't sound like that's the case at all. It sounds like you guys are in a really loving, wonderful relationship. I think the bigger thing, though, is um, the big life change that you guys have. Like if you if you're right now surrounded by friends and family and you're moving to a different city together, you know, sort of uh, like like age being whatever, like, like I, I don't think that that's, you know, a, a thing, but I think that 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 this could be coming from a bit of a, of a fear of that, I don't know if you ha- you'll you have a support system in your new city or not. That will present its own challenges and probably some amazing times and amazing adventures, but um, but it will be a time for you guys to be leaning on each other, um, having a whole new experience.
4: Well, I was going to say, like, and in my 20s too, and I spoke with them about this, is that I, like, really went for it. Like, I moved to so many different cities. I lived abroad for a while. I've changed jobs way too many times, more than I should have. But I've like really quote unquote lived it up and oh my gosh, like me at twenty four is so different than how he is at twenty four that it's sometimes hard for me to like get out of my own head and be like, oh, maybe everyone isn't looking for this like crazy experience throughout their twenties. It was just hard for me to relate at first that he was like so cool with it. So wait, I was like, Madeline- wait, don't 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 you want to go like live abroad or I don't know. He's so like, wait, no, I love to travel, but no.
0: Is this? Are, are you? Are you feeling a tiny bit of cold feet? And it's okay if you are, and you don't even have to answer. But, uh, but it is no, something to me. No, I'll ask. definitely
4: answer. I mean, I really, really care about him. I think that's what scares me, and why I'm acting so like panicked right now is because I'm, I've, I've avoided finding the right person throughout my 20s. I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm gonna move cities tomorrow. You know. I'm not going to settle down. I'm not going to get close to this guy because I'm leaving. And this is the first time where I'm like, no, I really want to. I actually do. My only issue is that he's younger and I'm just, I'm afraid of just robbing him of.
3: It, it's also like, it really is Madeline. It is, it is like a cultural double standard that is unfair. If he was 29 and you were 24, like there would be absolutely no question. It's like for some reason, like the guy has to have been through all the things and the guy has to have the experience. And the girl is just so lucky to have this older guy. It it can be the other way and really, really work and like you can believe him, and the struggles of like you know, I want to go out there and party and be free. Like that—that's just that's also just like normal relationship struggles for everybody. Of like, are you, or you know, do right. we all just do we all just want to you know run around naked in the mud all day, or we don't? Do we want to like actually be with someone? Like that's just a lifelong sort of thing. But but I I think you're allowed to you can give yourself permission to do this,
0: Madeline. If um. If he asked you to marry him over like the next few months, what do you? How would you feel? You don't have to say yes
4: in the or next no. few months.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it, think it, I would do like, it. Wait, what did you say? You said you'd do it?
4: I think I would. This is the first time I've ever felt this way, ever. Then I think I would. I mean, I, I'm I'm not trying to have that part of my life like tomorrow, but definitely in the near future. Well, like
0: I think that. um I mean, I, I think that it it sounds like you guys have an awesome relationship and, and you, you both make each other really, really happy. Um, I think that, uh, and it sounds like he, you know, fucking loves you. And, um, I, I do think that probably a lot of open communication in the next like few months in terms of just being in a whole new environment is probably really good. Um, and, um, and then, yeah, when, you know, when you, when you guys have a chance, um, uh, kick his ass and get him over to Europe.
1: <laughs> it's just her friends that are <laughs> fucking with her head. That's it. It's just your friends that are messing with you. Cause I'm you're telling, not yeah. thinking you're, you're, you are,
3: when you're with him, you don't think, oh my God, this guy's five years younger than me. Right.
4: No, like literally never. And then sometimes yeah. I forget about it and I'm like, of course. oh my God, wait. Oh yeah. I forgot.
3: It's also, if you guys are together for, you <laughs> yeah. know, for a long time, you're going to be like. 53 and 58 and going, what, what the, what were we talking about again? Oh, remember when you, remember when you were younger than me? When was your
0: birthday? Right. Uh, The,
3: the advice I would give, and this is from my personal experience. Um, it is, it is not healthy to feel like you're robbing him of something. You should, you don't, don't put that pressure on yourself. Don't have that guilt. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, Life is so chaotic. So many things happen. He could go to, he might've went to Peru and got a tapeworm in his 20, 20s if he wasn't with you. Like, <laughs> no, but really, like you are giving him something. He is giving you something. Like, let go of the thing of like, oh, I'm tying you down from having some great life running around. Like, trust him to be in control of his own happiness. He's there because he wants to be with you. He's there because he loves you. And and let that happen. And trust that he knows what's right for him. Cause he does.
0: Yeah. And Madeline, don't, don't let, uh, don't let your, your friends and family get into your ear too much. And, but, and also, um, and don't rush into anything before it feels completely right. Um, I've made that mistake. I, I don't think, I don't think that's what you're doing. I'm just projecting my own
1: mistakes onto you, but, um,
4: <laughs> I appreciate it. And I've, I've been there.
1: Madeline, I'm, I'm just curious. Are you, are you kind of worried about turning 30?
4: Oh, some days I'm like, hell yeah, bring on 30. Other days I'm like, want to crawl into a hole. So yeah, of course I'm, of course I'm nervous. So do you feel like
1: you want to kind of settle down because of that, that arbitrary number?
4: I think as a woman, for sure, I get that pressure. But also I, I thought about this a ton. I think because I have had so many experiences and like, I'm finally, I'm not ready to completely, you know, get married and have babies next year, but I, I'm getting to a place where I'm like really ready to just be still. I'm like, all right, just like quit moving around so much and just like plant roots somewhere. I definitely had that feeling.
0: I was worried. Yeah. I mean,
4: I'm, I'm going to miss my twenties. It was great.
0: I was so, I was worried about, I wasn't worried about turning 30. I didn't really, but the odd thing that happened was like on the day of my birthday, my 30th birthday, I had this crazy wave of freedom and relief. It was wild. It was unexpected. It was like, oh, fuck, I've got the rest of my life ahead of me. Like, this feels weirdly liberating and, you know, whatever. I, it felt, it was odd. I did not expect it. And uh, and I, I prioritized myself a little bit more. Um, and uh, it was it was great. My 30s were awesome. And now my 40s are going to be fucking kick-ass. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you're also gonna have a snorkel you're also gonna have a very fun snorkel back into your 20s via your boyfriend I'm saying I was bringing like my 35 year old girlfriend to Disneyland you know what I mean because I was 23 you know the truth is what's going to happen is like the age question I'm saying my age gap is way bigger than yours and absolutely disappeared with my friends and family after a year and like once you're together it's never going to come up again and honestly Madeline I think you're emphasizing this in your mind because it's going so well and it's the only thing and in- it's the only thing that feels like it could be an issue you know so like because because it's going so well and because you're feeling so great about it all of your worries going to the one place where it looks like it could might maybe could be wrong and it's not it first of all five years is nothing nothing and like it, i think it's just because but you it's don't a,
4: think like a 24 year old guy is like a 19 year old
3: guy i was a 21 i was, I like I was a 21 was. year old guy so i was maybe a 15 year old guy But really (laughs) some some of them are, but I felt like a sensitive, whatever, 21 year old guy that was, again, I was worse. Um, You
0: know, Madeline, if we also like, if we, if we futurized, you know, everything in our life, I mean, shit's going to happen one way or the other, no matter, no matter what, maybe you guys will be together till you're 120 and then you'll get frozen and then you'll come back to life, you know, 300 years from now and you guys will still be together and then age really won't matter. (laughs)
1: Beau, I love your advice and I feel like you and Madeline's boyfriend are amazing examples of how it could work and I'm so happy that it is and I'm and I know Madeline I I, I really genuinely believe that this guy cares about you but I just remember when I was 24 I know other 24 year olds for the most part I I can't let this call go without saying that 24 for a man as from my experience is is not <laughs> mature enough I'm just I that's just coming from me for, for a 29 year old what it
3: for a 29-year-old?
1: 24 for a man to settle down. Oh, I'm just down. saying. I'm I don't just even saying, know if she's
3: talking about settling down. Well, I, I, I think, like uh, but I
1: think about... that's the next step. I think that's what Madeline wants.
0: Well, but but but, but no. The thing is, is that Sam, I, and I hear what you're I'm saying. I'm sorry. I, maybe I no, should, no, no,
1: cause no, no, no. I think everything Bo is like, saying like,
3: is amazing. But like thirty years ago, twenty four year olds were like back from their third tour of Vietnam. Oh, absolutely.
0: to a different. Oh, but time in my in my twenties, I wasn't prepared for like any. I wasn't prepared. But but I think the next like year will reveal itself to Madeline, and it'll be like you know, okay, the the you know this, the signs will be there he right. he may he may be you know they may be getting married in like four or five years or it may reveal itself that like okay like Bo was the most is
1: mature 27 year old man i've ever met in my entire life and i mean that as a compliment i've heard you on terry gross i thought i, I was listening to a 40 year old you got on it's, terry it's gross very 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 emotionally <laughs> mature man so i'm just saying that it's very rare and i know that this is an example this might be another bo burnham he might, well, she might geez, be dating other Bo Burnham. No,
3: no, it's not even that. It's not. Even, <laughs> it's it's just that like, the wonderful, wonderful part about life is being in love and yeah. being happy. And there are so many excuses we can make to not make ourselves be happy and enjoy it. And like, it's going good for you right now. Like, let yourself enjoy that. Like, don't get in the way of it. And what? There's a million ways things could blow up. I mean, geez, we're like. The whole country's on fire. We're rotating around a ball of gas. I mean, you know, oh, my goodness, you found love and you're feeling good. Like, really enjoy it. You know, enjoy it. So I should buy that
0: horse? Yes, ride free. (laughs) I'm going to buy the horse.
4: (laughs) Right. Feel free. And I think, too, um, um, he and I both come from divorce, and I think that's one of the reasons I've always been so mature for my age, and he definitely is very mature for his age because of that. And it could be another reason why I'm always looking for like one thing wrong.
0: Right. Well,
4: and I mean, h- who knows if that's true, but I'm just like, wow, this is going too good. Mm, what's that? Like, well, what but, but, you know, I,
0: I came from the other case, you know, my parents have have an amazing marriage and I think my, my brother and I have had long conversations about this about how many times we've tried to make a bad thing work we ignored all the red flags so there's sort of a, the flip side of that but but listen I, I would say like you know just truly just do what take Bo's advice have have a great time and love each other and see what happens and if you know if if you end up breaking his heart, or he ends up breaking your heart, that's how we grow. And if not, then you know um, we'll see you in the in the freezer.
3: And the only difference, <laughs> and the only difference is you have to currently sign for the rental car. That's the only milestone right. that's left oh, for God. him. Is he'll turn twenty five <laughs> and then qualifies for low insurance on a rental car. So you're pretty much. But another example is like my mother and father, four and a half years apart, and and they were they were 18 and 22. And by the time my, my mother was 24, they had three kids and they've been together for, you know, 30 years now. So it's like, as much as there are patterns, as much as it's just like, there's no recipe. Yeah. The only, the only thing is like, do you love each other? Do you make each other happy? Is it not completely self-destructive? Is it not like, and if it's not that it's like, hell yeah. Yay.
4: Right. (laughs) I know. I mean, so far it's been great. And I, I, I foresee it going well, too. I just was... My friends just put a bug in my ear. Oh, that, yeah,
0: yeah. Don't, don't let like, them do you that. Really,
4: you really want to do this? He's so much younger.
0: The, the friend thing is a tough one because they come yeah, from it at all different angles. You know, they've got, they've got their own... That's another
3: conversation. Yeah. I <laughs> also could, <laughs> think they're being so extreme, 24 and 29. I think it's just because it's I a agree. woman and a younger man. When anyone dispenses advice, they bring their
0: own agenda into it. But Just like um, us. <laughs> <laughs> will you please keep in touch and i and i hope that you guys like have an awesome adventure and like whatever if you can't get away to some fun you know foreign country take road trips on the weekends and just enjoy each other and you know
3: you can have his glory days together do you know like yeah. you know what i mean he can do all the fun 20 stuff and you can do it together uh-huh like he just.
0: Burning
4: well, man. Yeah. Yeah. You can do
3: all that. Like it's like. <laughs> we'll it's, don't me
4: dare. <laughs> I mean, Beau, you're really, you're, you're really right. I think I needed to hear that. Just someone, I need some unbiased advice where someone was like, look, what you're doing is okay. It isn't that bad?
2: No,
3: nothing. It's, it's awesome. great. It's wonderful. It's like, I mean, oh, you're awesome. not Roy Moore. You're a 29-year-old with a 24-year-old. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> it's like nothing wrong. And Madeline, everything's great. You're the best. will you
0: keep us posted? Thank you so much. Thank you, much. Madeline. And I love you. I truly thank you. Thanks, guys. I love you
4: too, Anna.
0: Enjoy being in love.
4: Thanks. I will. Okay, keep us posted.
1: Thanks, Madeline. Bye. Bye.
3: That was close. Well, that was hilarious. When I was reading that. I think mean, that was like so close to home. It I had no like, idea. By the way, like, when I when I took like, that call, I had research? no like, idea. Is, that's hilarious. No, no, that's great. It worked um, out. It worked out. Yeah, I mean, I was twenty-one year old with a
1: th- that's insane
3: thirty-three. So like, ba- like we should that- be
1: talking to just you about that whole. Like, I feel like there's another hour just on that.
3: But that is, I'm saying that is one where you go to your friends and you go right. like, oh, you know what I mean. And her friends were going like, uh, what? what were your friends? Like,
1: what were your guy friends like at the time?
3: Well, my friends were like cool. You know what I mean? I yeah. think I look cool. Yeah. she looks like she's. Losing gotcha. losing her mind, right. you know. Um, but we weren't. We've been together for a while. And we never, ever think of our age when we're together. I never think of her as older than me, you know.
0: That's awesome. Love conquers age?
3: Legally. <laughs> love, Legally. Love, Legally. Love conquers we, yes. legal yes, like age, age gaps. Age.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the old, as the old adage goes. <laughs>
0: hey Bo thank you so much Bo. hey
3: we're I'm glad to be here this uh, is wonderful you're, you're
0: the best and truly congrats on your movie it is so fucking great dear listeners please check out 8th grade alright and good night <laughs> for having-
2: what? Oh, I'm sorry
0: okay, and I thanks love for, you thanks for having fuck, me fuck, I love you fuck too fuck you Bo fuck you I'm out of here Jesus
1: Ana, let's thank all of our sponsors for today's show, including Suave. They have that coconut oil infusion damage repair hair. But uh, listen, you you love the shampoo. Tell us. I do.
0: I do, Sim, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because my hair gets really fucking frizzy. Yes. And dry. Yes. Because I bleach it. Suave. For hair you can believe.
1: I love that. I like the hopeful. I like the hopeful. Suave.
0: For hair you can believe. Amazing. Thanks. Suave! You- For her you can believe.